0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the third week of the Ninth State Sports Show Football Edition. Uh, my name is Joe Marcellina. Joining me once again this week, uh, former longtime football coach in the state of New Hampshire, Mike Lockman. Mike, thanks again for joining us here. Thanks, Joe. This fall, we are once again recording the show at Riverside Barbecue in downtown Nashua. Uh, this week, we're going to be taking a quick look at Division Three and Division Four. And also kind of sharing some of our thoughts. uh, Both of us attended the Queen City Jamboree last Friday. Got a chance to see about a dozen teams getting ready for this year. Uh, We'll also take a quick look at uh, some of the big games coming up. uh, Because, of course, this Friday and Saturday is week one of the high school football season, if you can believe it or not. Yeah, baby. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> uh, as always, you can send us questions and feedback by emailing nhhighschoolsports@gmail.com, at gmail.com, or you can get at us on Twitter at NHHS Sports. Uh, the show is available to listen to every Wednesday morning at nh-highschoolsports.com. And uh, I'm going to mention again this week, uh, because you know, in case you haven't listened to the first two shows of the season, Or, you know, you just haven't visited the site in a while, Um, maybe you didn't notice that this year uh, I am offering special football memberships, uh, you know, for anyone that's interested in signing up. What it is is a year or a season-long football season-long membership to uh, nh-highschoolsports.com where you get access to all of the football coverage from throughout the year, including all the stories that we've already posted this year going all the way back to, I think, the beginning of August. Uh, all the way up through the championship games and any uh, post-season stories we publish. Uh, You also will get a copy of the football preview that I will hopefully be finishing up by the end of this week uh, and sending out, and you'll also get a copy of the football yearbook, which is a kind of recap of everything that happened from throughout the year. checks in at about probably 80 pages, I would guess, Uh, color photos and all that. Um, you can order that by going to nh-highschoolsports.com, clicking on the membership tab at the top of the page, and your info and, and how to order is right there for you. You look like you're going to say something.
1: No. Okay, no, okay good. <laughs> now we got that out of the I way. I always look that way. <laughs>
0: uh, well, I hope so. I hope you have a lot to say tonight. Um, we are going to jump right in here, get started with uh, Division III. Um, of course, last year... Was the first year? First year of the two-year cycle for the NHIAA. So it was the first year with um, adding a fourth division after they switched to three. You know, just three divisions to start twenty thirteen. Twenty seventeen was the first year with four. You had twelve teams in Division three, eight teams in Division four, um, and they were just kind of you know you had four teams making the playoffs in D four. Uh, what was it? Eight teams in D three. Yeah. Um, yeah, because they had a quarter final. Right, quarter, semi, quarter, yeah. semis, finals um d4 was just semi it was two rounds semis and finals Yep. um so yeah let's uh last year monadnock uh played campbell again in the final Yep. ended up i mean i think we went into that game all expecting it to be fairly handedly a monadnock win because of the way they played campbell earlier in the year campbell was down a starter you know uh, keegan mills their star running back didn't play in that game um, and Mananok ended up needing a, a, last second field goal to, to win that game. Yeah. Um, you know, it was like
1: the game of the day. Game, of Yeah. It was it the was best, best game of the game. day.
0: Probably maybe best game of the playoffs. I, I would, I would, oh, there were a couple overtime games in the playoffs. So maybe not, maybe I'm maybe hold off on that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot <laughs> um, of good games last year. In the but playoffs. I think, I, I think if you look, you know, the team, maybe that, um, is the team to beat going into this year is not, not the defending champs, but actually Campbell, yeah. um, and lost a ton of kids from that championship team It was a very big group that had really you know been fighting to get to that point their their four years of high school got to that uh campbell though was was a very young uh or not very young but youngish roster um of juniors that played a lot as sophomores that now have two years of championship game experience under their belts
1: yeah that's what i was going to say they're they're actually not even juniors that got a lot of experience they're guys that have been since they were sophomore i mean mills is a four-year starter i think for them i think he played as a freshman um sure in 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 (laughs) coach i know he he really kind of
0: came out of onto the scene as a
1: as a sophomore
0: yeah um yeah i think he's a four-year
1: starter but yeah you know i think i think uh everything that i've heard about Menadnock is they they do look good i had a a couple people that i know that were that saw them in some jamboree action earlier in in august and uh they said yeah they still look good but they're not you know they're still coming along at this phase um so yeah it sounds like they're going to be replacing some guys but they do a good job of that
0: they you know i they do that i feel like in a lot of sports um you know i know in in lacrosse they're always competitive and it's the same i think it was the same kind of group of kids you know football hockey lacrosse um you know that 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 they just they they're and their their rosters typically aren't big like it's usually a you know yeah, 25, like a 30 man downs, yeah, yeah yeah and they just they're all hard nosed they're all tough football players the names that people will probably recognize coming back Justin Jocelyn who was a um, you know big player on that team last year was one of the juniors that's back um, yeah, being a senior this year so he'll be a kid to, to kind of watch you know but looking at Campbell I mean it, it's it's it feels like some of these kids have been around. You you know that there most of them probably are for three or four year starters because it feels like they've been around forever. Yeah, uh, Mills we mentioned Connor Sweeney who kind of you know came out of n- uh, I, to us came out of nowhere in that championship game last year. Uh, Carter Vedrani who I think him in particular feels like he's been around forever. But really, when I think about it, it's because of his older brother. Um, oh man, whose first name I believe Her- Her- uh, Harrison Vedrani. No, did I get that? apologize uh that's what happens when you try to get fancy. so many you know what <laughs> i try to get fancy you know I when so many so many kids years. and their siblings <laughs> come through <laughs> right. uh that's gonna bug me um you know he's still around on this team he's a senior um yeah he's really a tight just end ha- and a, uh, linebacker yeah, a guy linebacker. it seems like they can line up pretty much anywhere um he's got the size to be a you know an upfront guy i think he's got some skill and athleticism to be you know to line up in other spots in the field too. So. I think that's kind of their core there. And and from what I understand, talking to um, Glenn Costello, that they've given Sweeney some reps at quarterback, too, which sounds, you know, different, but in that single wing, kind of means he's going to be running the ball, too. Right, right.
1: It doesn't doesn't even really matter. And they've got a couple of good linemen back with uh, Ambrose O'Neill and Paul uh, Terizic, I think is how you pronounce his name. But, I mean, again, it's not just the skill position players that you hear about coming back i mean they've got a good core offensive line defensive line unit coming back and uh yeah it's hard to say that they wouldn't be the favorite but there's a lot of other teams in d3 that are bringing a lot back um
0: you know one that i know we've we've talked about amongst ourselves um hillsborough daring hopkinton who was a playoff team last year uh for the first time spent their first two years in d2 came down to d3 last year think they were they were what the third no the fourth seed last year fourth or fifth seed um won a one a quarterfinal game made it to the semis where they they ran into Manadnock yeah I think they beat uh, Leb that sounds right yeah and then they, yeah. and then
1: they lost to Manadnock which I mean you know obviously Manadnock was an undefeated champion so yeah. Yeah. um
0: probably one of the bigger names coming back in the division too and, and Colby Quiet um who you know f- again if you listen to the lacrosse podcast it feels like we talk about you know every single week when we talk about um Hopkinton, um, just a, a kid who's just a tough-nosed kind of grinder, kind of kid, had a uh, has had a great um, football and lacrosse career um, at Hopkinton, and I, I can't imma- I I got to imagine he's going to have another great season this year too.
1: Yeah, I would think um, for HDH, everything kind of revolves around him at this point, um, but they've got enough talent around him too coming back. You know that you know the. Know, and, and he, oh by the way, he's good on defense, too, right? He gets a lot of press as a running back, and deservedly so. But he's a good linebacker as well. But they've got Jack Horn, um, who's kind of a tight end, DN type, who's a really big body. Um, <coughs> if he's healthy for them and he's playing well, that's a big weapon in the offense that they run. They've got um, Mike Oberheim stepping in at quarterback. I saw him play. Um, he, he, he came in and spot started a little bit for them last year as a sophomore and actually performed really well in that situation. So coming in as a junior, but he's not really sort of a fresh quarterback I- in terms of cold cranking. He'll have some great experience to lean back on. And then they ha- they have two offensive linemen that are back. Um, I think it's Whedell and McMahon, both of uh-huh, their yeah. guards, yeah. Um, who played really well last year for them. So having those kind of kids back in that offensive scheme is important. So, yeah, you'd expect them to be – Right back in the chase again.
0: You know, another team that I would think, too, is up there. Um, We saw at the Jamboree last week is Trinity, um, who, you know, really held its own against Bishop Girton last week. Um, You know, in the the last scrimmage of the Jamboree, um, you know, they moved the ball pretty well. Just some mistakes here and there, cost them um, points. You know, they, of course, returned probably one of the better running backs in the division. Yeah. John Tebow. Yeah, he was all over the place last year. Yeah. Um, they've got a pretty good-looking quarterback too, who looks like he can run the offense pretty well, and maybe and can throw the ball a little bit too in uh, Peter Alessandro. Yep. Um, so, I was, you know, pretty impressed with what he was doing. Um, you know, of course, like we said, they just made a few mistakes in that scrimmage last week, um, but I think they're going to be a team that, that's you know really going to be right there. I, you know what I thought was interesting too was most of that scrimmage they lined up in a T, and that's what they did. They ran the ball out of it. And then there was one play, they had like a fourth and long that they were going to go for, and they lined up in a shotgun. Yeah. Uh, and then they came out the next series, and that's all they were in was a yeah. shotgun. I was like, so I was like what am that, I watching? What am I watching so here? So what does that
1: remind you of? Think Whoa. back to Sauhegan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. 2008, yeah. 2009, when they won those consecutive championships, and they, they, they had enough talent where they could line up in the four-wide shotgun under Mike Beliveau and you know, pass, screen, inside zone you to death, and then all of a sudden you'd get used to that, and they'd come out and they'd be double tight, straight T, and they'd just blast away at you, and you'd Uh, be like, I I don't know what to do about uh, this. Nashua North
0: North did that a few times, too, um, when Jason Roby was still the coach there. Yeah. Um, But I think that was more out of they didn't have the athletes to run the spread that they had been running for a couple of years. Yeah, so you had so to they, have an but alternative. But I mean it's from what I understand and you, you you know this probably better than I do. Those two kind of formations, I mean if you're if you're a run heavy spread team, the terminology, the positions, it's just a matter of where you are on the field, Yeah. Right? yeah. Like, there's not much you, you can you can switch not easily, but it's easier than maybe other formations. It, it can
1: be depending on how you block people, but coach Cathcart has been pretty multiple through his career. Um, at least from what I've seen, and, and, you know, I had the opportunity to coach against him in ver- at various times as a coach. So you, I think you can expect different looks from Trinity as the season goes on. That's kind of been um, Coach Cathcart's calling card as they, they move in and out of different things.
0: Uh, and then another team that, that um, you had mentioned to me before we started here, Lebanon looks like a team that, um, you know, really kind of riding high off that playoff uh, appearance last year. They beat Campbell in the last game of the regular season last year. Yeah, which was huge. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they look like another team that's going to be among the, the favorites.
1: I haven't heard any any D3 coach that I know, and I don't know a ton of them, but any, they've all said that they've been impressed with what they've seen from Lebanon this season. I haven't personally seen them. I know that everybody's talking about Wade Rainey, um, who's a running back, returning running back for them. Everybody says his speed and their ability to get him out on the perimeter is pretty impressive. I um, think a QB, Josh Wellerman, that I've heard some pretty good things about, too. I guess they played in the Jamboree that Hanover hosted maybe, so like a a northern jamboree. There's a a couple of those, yeah. Yeah, and I guess he threw the ball around pretty well for that early in the season, and then you've got Jack Stone coming back, who's a pretty good target, and he plays defensive back as well. So I've heard pretty good things about Lebanon. I know that uh, those D3 coaches I've talked to have kind of got them circled as one of the better teams. So,
0: You know, another team that that I think I feel like every year finds itself in the middle of things is um, Stevens. You know, whether they're, you know, going to be a championship contender or whether they're just going to be a, a, you know, a challenge or a playoff. I mean, you look at what they did to Campbell in the semifinals last year, holding them, you know, an 8 nothing game. Yeah. Um, would not have expected that. So, they're, I think they're a team that every year is just kind of in the mix. They've got, a, I believe, a, a quarterback with quite a bit of experience under his belt. And, and uh, Quentin Bicknell coming back for them. Um, you know, always – Always big to have an experienced quarterback coming back for you. So they, I think they're going to be a team that's among that top eight yeah. uh, in the division.
1: And then you've got to wonder what um, what Craig Cousins yeah. and Laconia have coming back. I know that they had uh, a, a season that probably disappointed them a little bit, especially they, dropping yeah, down. Yeah, they were still
0: a playoff team. But, yeah, I think maybe we expect them a little bit, a, a little bit higher. Of course, they lose um, Jacob Steele, yeah. who was a huge, huge kid for them the last couple of years.
1: Yeah, and then they've got kind of an, unru- an unknown. They've got um, – Ryan D who was maybe even slated as the as the potential starter going into last season but he had an injury and didn't end up playing his junior year so he's coming into the quarterback role almost as an unknown but as a senior so that's kind of an interesting thing for them and um and then they're building a line around a returning all-state guy uh Bryce McCray who's a pretty big dude from what i remember yeah. and uh and, and a good player so
0: you know, you've got um, four teams that are going to have new coaches this year, uh, one of them being Kearsarge, of course, with Zach Matthews leaving there after I think what it was almost, what, 10 years that he, he was, was there? The coach for a while, there for yeah. I didn't realize that. Um, Cody Anderson comes in, and, of course, Kearsarge is now a, a, or was last year and again this year a co-op with uh, Mount Royal. Mount Royal. Uh, I'm not sure how many kids they're getting from there, but getting something from there. Uh, another co-op, Epping Newmarket, has a new coach in Anthony Naylon. Yep um Newport uh John Proper takes over there and then at Summersworth uh Jeremy Lambert who I believe actually coached the last couple of games at the end of last season oh, for Summersworth. Right? I think so I didn't know that um he comes in or he's you know the the head coach starting out this year um you know in their program that um last year they started out the year I think 0-4 um yeah and just had a tough and schedule then, and then yeah tough the very yeah. tough schedule to open the year and I think we saw it lining up kind of as the – you know, then they won that first game. Yeah. I was like, okay, this it's is – Like, they could run th- now. Yeah, this yep. is lining up here that they could, you know, win uh, win out or win – maybe lose one more, I think is what they did. Yeah. Um, and still get into the playoffs. Um, you know, so that's a team. And, they, they again, they have a tough tough schedule to start the season. They open at Campbell um, that first Saturday.
1: Yeah, that's a tough place to win, yeah. I would imagine, this year.
0: So, as we said, uh, four divisions again this year. Yeah. Um, you know, you look at Division 4, it's, again, uh, like the smaller schools. So Winnesquam, of course, last year was uh, was your champion in D4, yep. uh, beating Franklin in the championship game, going undefeated. Um, you know, so – and, and I, I would assume they look like the team to beat again this year. I mean, it's um, – you know, it's a program they've – they've program I don't know too much about. I've never actually – I think it's on my list of schools that I've never actually gone to see a football game at it, at Winnesquam. Huh. Um yeah, I haven't either. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, Franklin. I think what is that? Another. That's another team that that should be in the mix, there too. Yeah, uh, I think so. From
1: what I understand, they've got some guys back. Um, they've got a, a some coaching switch ups there that I'm aware of, right? I think uh, um, Rich Bergskog is moving from offensive coordinator to defensive coordinator, so there'll be some changes both on O and D for them. But from what I understand, they've got a pretty good core group coming back, and I, I know that they've they're they're thinking about challenging again hopefully yeah
0: of course Winnesquam um, you know had the coaching change itself this year with uh, Derek Hunt stepping in as the head coach yeah you know they've got back Philip Nichols uh, their quarterback both uh, receivers Gunnar Horman and Garrett Mango um, you know so again they're you know those two teams I think maybe we could be talking about again but you know another team that I think will be right there too and was last year uh, Newfound um, you know which I think going down the stretch those three teams we're all either, like, undefeated, one loss, and then they had to kind of, like, a, like a round robin yeah, to kind of yeah. end the season. They're
1: going to beat each other up at the end of yeah, the year. Yeah, and
0: and that was kind of how you figured out your seating. So yeah. um, I would imagine, this, you know, schedule's the same this year. They just flip home and away. So could end up seeing, you know, something similar down the stretch. Yeah. Um, you know, and then there's a the team that um, – you know, I think I think a lot of people in the state are like, and they finally has had a pretty long playoff drought in yeah. Fall Mountain. Can they finally get pretty, in this year? Pretty long year?
1: winning season drought. Yeah, I mean, they yeah. struggled, and then we sat here last year, I think, and looked at the roster and said, "Wow, they got a lot of guys coming back." But we've said this in the past, right? Can they? Right. Can they? Can they turn it around? And
0: you know, and they too, um, like we said, mentioned about Summersworth at the beginning, in about D three, they had a tough start to the season. Um, you know, Ra- lose to Raymond, which was a playoff team, um, lose to Winnisquam, lose to Franklin. Yeah. So they had a you know tough opening stretch to to the season there. So they had to try to bounce back, and then um, you know just came up a game short of making the play. Or actually, a tiebreaker short yeah. because they lost out on that playoff spot too. And you got to figure uh, they're looking to at Raymond.
1: They're looking at that schedule and they're saying. At least I would be, you know, this is kind of how, you know, coaches say, oh, I don't look ahead. I just look at the first game. I ah, no, you don't. You look at your schedule, right? <laughs> Sorry, guys, but that's what you do, right? And, and they're probably saying to themselves, we've got to win one of those first three. Right. We got to take at least one of those first three, and then win what we won last year. If we have any hope, so I, you know, to go to that, now it
0: wouldn't it be kind of irresponsible as a head coach to not look at the rest of your schedule. You're only looking at that one game.
1: Oh, definitely. <laughs> but, but we're gonna
0: say that we're only looking right. at that one game. Right. Maybe I should bring that. Maybe I should bring that up the next time. So, oh, you know, we're going one game at a time. It's like, do you really want to do that? Like, do you not Just send scouts? You don't. don't be able to, you don't want to scout the rest of the games on your schedule. They don't yeah. like that. <laughs> Ah, fine. <laughs> um, any, um, kind of any, any thoughts on D3 or D4, um, you know, before we wrap up? Kind of, a, again, we, we mentioned can't D3 plays its championship game as part of the, the it would be championship Sunday yeah, this year. Yeah, the UNH uh, weekend. UNH and, and um, D4 is the week before uh, Saturday night at Laconia, uh, which is, uh, I didn't have any opportunity to get up there last year. I'm going I'm to try to this year, uh, but I heard it was a great atmosphere, kind of, had that, that small school football kind of feel to yeah. it, so
1: it was pretty pretty nice atmosphere. Uh, it sounds cliche because we've been saying it so much just the last two weeks, but I don't know that there's a clear frontrunner. I mean, Campbell, yeah, you got to kind of give the nod to them, but they didn't dominate last year the way that you expected them to. And that's not a slight to Campbell. That's more of a, of a, a positive to the strength of Division Three and saying, hey, there were a lot of other teams, Hillsborough, Deering, Hopkinton for one, uh, um, you know, that kind of came on that maybe weren't expected to be as strong. So, no, I think that I, I think that it's going to be a really uh, interesting season for both of those divisions, whereas in the past they've been top-heavy. I don't think right. that's going to be the yeah. case this year. Um, of
0: course, um, like we said last Friday was the uh, Queen City Jamboree. Yes. A chance to check that out. Um, yeah, I feel like, I mean, you look across the board – and I remember thinking this during the Milford Central scrimmage, which Milford won 28-7, when they scored that third touchdown to make it 21 to 7. I looked up and I was like, "This is the highest scoring scrimmage of the day. Yeah. I don't know the la- I mean, I don't know if, if, if just this again, the, the shorter amount of preseason, you yeah. know, maybe it's easier for defenses to get out and, and off to a strong start before the offense gets together. Or maybe just defenses are going to be a little bit better this year, you know, coming down. But there was a lot of just looked like offenses that were maybe a little bit out of sync.
1: Yeah, I think I think offense takes a little longer to get going, because especially with teams passing more these days and running more, um, you know, read decision type offenses like RPOs and options and things, it, it is. It takes a little longer to get the offense going. And the Jamboree is great for that because it is a, a live dress rehearsal. But, yeah, I agree. I, uh, I, in fact, I think I said that to you. I said, you know what, it, it, it feels like you're seeing some of the hangover from the shorter uh, and, and, and sort of restricted right. yeah. practice schedule. Yeah. But, you know, you said something to me that was kind of interesting, kind of controversial.
0: Uh-oh. Joe, wait, wait, do you we want to bring that up?
1: Can I bring it up? Oh. You said – I don't know what you're going to bring up. Sorry. You said, I'm not so sure that Milford isn't the best team here.
0: Well, okay, yeah, I did say that. I thought Milford looked very, very good. They did? Um, They sure did. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how that translates if they had been playing Bedford or Salem, who I think maybe are actually – were actually the two best teams there. Um, But but my – they
1: canceled each other out, right? That was a low scoring sort of 7-7, yeah. I mean, there were some big plays. And
0: Bedford's only touchdown came on a a punt return. Yeah. And Salem – have speed, don't they? Oh, tons (laughs) of – (laughs) Well, they don't – I mean, they – Outside of their their line, Bedford uh, doesn't have a ton of size, right? Um, so they're going to need a lot of that speed. They are fast. Um, but going back to Milford, I, you know, it was funny. There was a there was a guy on the sidelines who I, I I have no idea who he was. It was an older gentleman, um, watching Milford and on Gavin Erda's third touchdown, run, he had three touchdown runs. Yeah, he seventy seven. Like 51 and 45 yards. Yeah, he had
1: like 130 yards and two touchdowns uh, on
0: two carries in one it quarter. Was, it was, um, <laughs> I mean, he showed some uh, tremendous breakaway speed. Yeah. And this, it was funny, was this guy who was standing, he was like, he's got to be the fastest kid I've ever seen. He's got to be running a 4 3 40. And I just kind of, I know, you know, no, not not to take away from anything no, that, that, that Gavin did. tremendous. But, but I don't think there's many a New Hampshire three, kids right. that run a 4 three forty. But th- what was funny about it was, he watched that scrimmage, and then uh, you you uh, you missed out on that last one. Um, yeah. And the thing I I kind of wish you had seen was the kick, the opening kickoff, because Trinity actually kicked to Joey Lupo from Bishop Girton, oh, which Yeah. Which no one's got. I mean, that's. I hope he enjoyed it because that's going to no, be the only right. One he I gets. was going to say that's he. Ser- honest to God, he had the ball, and was a good thirty yards downfield while Trinity still rushing, yeah, sort of like still coming down the field. Down. He, his breakaway speed, because that's what this guy, he was like, he then had this look on his face like, wait a minute, this kid's even faster. Yeah. Like, how is <laughs> yeah. this possible? Yeah. Um, and it's such, and they tr- they tried, BG tried to get him the ball in other situations, and he's just a kid that that he doesn't need a lot of room to, to get going, but if they can get him in the right spot, I mean, he's going to yeah just burn people. Um. Yeah, it,
1: it, it'll be interesting for them cuz you know a kid like that even if you even if they game, you know, defense's game plan for him and they corral him really well. There's he's just going to bide his time, right? It's one of those kids where if you feed him enough, he's just going to get a big player to yeah. every game with that kind of speed. Yeah. And that's like I think that's what Erda is gonna kinda be like, right? Like
0: I, I mean and his I think his is you know, you, you gear up for the bruisers that they have running the ball. Yeah, Ugu inside
1: um, at fullback.
0: And um and then you throw, you know, the quarterback at you yeah. who runs you know, who's more of a speed guy than a power guy. Right. And you just don't know what to do. Like you're you're geared up to, to take
1: some punishment and then all of a sudden the ball goes whizzing by you. Yeah. I think it's one of the reasons that Milford's going to be dangerous in D2 this year is because they have a legit guard-to-guard running game um, that's very different from the spread-type teams that you see because they run sort of wing um, T-type stuff. And and, and so you have either going to stop that poison right from just banging at you play after play three, four, five yards and wearing you down, but the minute that you try to take that away with an extra defender, you're probably opening up Gavin Erda or one of the halfbacks, and then bang, right? So And they played good defense. Uh, of course, as unfortunately always
0: seems to be the case, we can't make it out of one of these without somebody getting hurt. Yeah, um, There were a couple injuries coming out of this. Well, the biggest one probably being uh, Concord's Trevor Smith, um, their, their quarterback who was stepping in this year replacing Zach Miles. Um, I didn't actually see what happened. I just noticed he was down after a play. And I guess uh, the union leader had a reporter that that um, he broke his left arm. Oh, that's terrible! Um, so yeah. that's probably. I mean, I got to imagine he, that's season-ending.
1: I was on that sideline. He rolled out to his right, and um, I don't remember who the Sauhegan defender was that that uh, that got to him. But I mean, it was a clean play, right? It was yeah. just a sack, yeah. and, and it, he landed awkwardly, and um and you could tell he was in a bunch of pain right away, and I was like, oh, please tell me. And then, yeah, uh, you know, that was an interesting one because Concord. They Con- struggled a little bit, regardless, though, of who was in there, and it. And but they looked like they were pu- starting to put things together
0: with him at co- Like, like yeah. after their like their first couple of drives, they looked like they were starting to move the ball pretty well. They look like they've got some good skill kids. Yeah. I don't know how much the backup gets to work with those kids, but I mean well, he's going to be working a yeah, lot with them yeah. now. So you know, it's which is unfortunate because I think that that conference, you know, now that we've seen these scrimmages, uh, you know. I don't know what Bedford's going to look like in a couple of weeks. I don't know what Goffstown's going to look like, but they seem both seem like they're maybe down a notch from where they were. That could have been, you know, yeah. a, a playoff spot for them to take.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. And, I mean, they, you know, it was a 13 nothing scrimmage, quote-unquote, but, you know, you had Concord, two bad snaps, turning the ball over to South oh yeah, yeah inside that's the red right. zone. Um, to take nothing away from Salhegan, by the way, who had really great play from um, –
0: Austin Jane and uh, and Luke Manning. Yeah, Luke was Manning was Luke very Manning good. Had a
1: big game. Uh, he even played a little quarterback. I yeah. Think he, I think there's still probably a little battle there, but you know the best player on Sauhegan might be a guy that you've never heard of before, and tha- and that would be Mike Maroon, who plays offensive line and defensive end for them. I mean, there were there were plays where Concord, Division One Concord, could not block. Mike Maroon on, uh, you know, in a pass rush. And, you know, I watched him play last year and was like, ah, he's a, he's a pretty good player. I was like, hey, he's a sophomore. We're like, wow. So junior Mike Maroon, maybe, uh, you know, now that um, the unfortunate news about uh, um, Trey Johnson, he might be the best player on the Sowhegan yeah, roster. He's yeah. legit, really good. Uh, of course,
0: um, like we said, Friday's the day. Hard to believe, and, you know, two days from now, yeah. Um, and, you know, what did I do? I texted you, what, Saturday? I took a l- screenshot of the weather report. I think yeah, it's yeah. changed a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I think it's what's supposed to be 70 and, and cloudy Friday. Um, it's perfect. I, yeah. It's exactly, I couldn't have asked for anything better for, for the first week of football, weather-wise. I mean, I, obviously, if it rains, that's going to stink. But yeah. Especially uh, for week one. Yeah. But, man, 60, probably you got to figure 60s by kickoff. Getting into the high 50s by the end, or at least down here. i sorry about you guys up north somewhere. Yeah. Um, Might be a little bit colder up up there. there. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. Um, I'll still have my shorts on, though. Maybe I'll bring a jacket. You uh, don't go with shorts until mid-October. That's the rule. Um, You know, but kind of the game, I I think the game that maybe all of us have circled to start out the year is that uh, Wyndham at Bedford game Friday night. Yeah. Um, If nothing else, because I really don't know what to expect.
1: Yeah. Two uh, new coaches. Yeah,
0: two new coaches, two programs that have never played each other. Yep. Um, you know, two teams that sure seem like they should be good, but
1: w- w- yeah. we won't really know, know until they get on the field. Yeah, yep. don't know. Uh,
0: I'll be at that one, so you can uh, check out uh, nh-highschoolsports.com Saturday for coverage of that. i um, hoping to be able to get some video from that too, but we'll, <laughs> we'll see how things go, of yep. course. Yeah. Um, Another game we're going to have covered that uh, I'm also pretty interested to, to see what the result is is Nashua North at Woonsocket. Yeah. Um. You know, you got Curtis Harris, quarterback for North, going against uh, you know, Winnicunit team that's been very good defensively the last couple of years, but
1: T- yeah, lost I mean, top in the state all almost
0: all those kids to yep. graduation those those from those teams. So first year. Yeah. A new, a coach. F- new coach for them.
1: And a, yeah, and a lot of turnover. So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, that will tell you a lot about whether Winnikunit's going to be back in it or whether they're doing a little rebuilding.
0: Yeah. Um, other game that we'll have covered Friday night, Hollis-Brookline at Milford.
1: I personally will be there.
0: Excellent. Uh, I expect I expect plenty of updates. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, that's uh, a big one, right? I yeah, mean, um, last year that was back and forth. I think there were two or three lead changes in that game at Hollis, if I'm not mistaken.
0: And you know what? It's a big one, but maybe not in the sense that, you know, of, oh, the winner might make the, you know, might or loser might not get in. Because Hollis won that game last year, I know, and didn't make the playoffs. Right. Milford got in, but it was big—you know—a big knock for Milford because then I believe that's what ended up leading to them going to Alvern Right. instead of maybe playing someone else at home yeah, in the playoffs. Right? Uh, yeah, and
1: two two teams that have elite quarterbacks
0: and very different styles of play. Yep.
1: Yep. So that that to me is going to be a lot of fun. We could now, see
0: so. we could see Hollis scoring drives of three plays, seventy-five yards. 20 seconds yeah right right and then, and then milford, milford drives of it. 17 plays 80 yards you know 840
1: yeah and that might be the way that to handle it right keep, uh, them, keep them off keep, the field keep yeah all of yeah. off the
0: field and yeah it should that should be a lot of fun um the other game friday night that or excuse me two more games that i i, I find really interesting that i'll be keeping an eye on uh portsmouth at nashua south um that is a six thirty kickoff of course nashua now moving all uh, actually they did last year Moving all their kickoffs up to six thirty, the city of Nashua, so it's north and south, and I believe BG on Saturday nights. Is that all, right? Yep. All what was was, was there reasoning
1: behind that, or was everything going e? a
0: little bit early? You know, oh, get everybody oh yeah. get home earlier. You know, I don't. It's, it's just hard to get there on time now.
1: I, <laughs> if you want to grab like, some chow before I, the game, I
0: like it because it gives me an extra half hour of daylight to shoot pictures. Absolutely, right, you know? that's true too. Um, but I think that one, um, I mean, uh, that one could go for a while. Just because it could end up being a you know fifty to forty-eight type of game, yeah. um, you know, with both of those teams, um, you know, the way they like to to move the football, throw the football yeah, around, in the air. yeah, and then um, Pelham at Alvern, which was an interesting game to open the year last year. Alvern coming out with a, I think they had a, a, one of their many second-half comebacks to win that game last year. Um, again, another game that could go a long way determining seating.
1: Yeah, uh, I had a chance to see a little bit of Pelham uh, in a scrimmage, and uh, they looked pretty good. I, I mean, um, nobody really stood out, but but as a team, they just they were able to move the ball pretty well. They played good defense, so it'll be interesting to see uh, whether they're going to contend in D two yeah. or not.
0: Of course, um, probably the biggest game of the day Saturday in Division two. You've got Plymouth going to Bow. Saturday afternoon for a 2 p.m. kickoff. Yeah. Um, that's an interesting one.
1: Not um, two contrasting styles, by the No, way. We talked no. about contrasting styles that, uh, with Milford and, and uh that game,
0: that game could be over in an hour and 45 yeah. minutes. Yeah, right. You know? And I'd say an hour and a half, but 45 because they got to have a 15-minute halftime. Right. There, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the 1-D-1 game on Saturday is kind of interesting, too. you got Pinkerton at Goffstown. Yeah. Um, both teams, I think, a little bit down from where they normally are. Yeah. Um, First time, like I think we said at the beginning of the year, Pinkerton going to golf. Yeah, down, kind of an historic, a, yeah, it's an interesting. I, I'm you know I try to picture it in my head, and it just I picture a, a big school like kind of just coming in and enveloping yeah, th- that, that, yeah. that quaint little yeah. uh
1: yeah i'm gonna be How there are they gonna fit all those
0: kids on the on the sideline yeah uh,
1: i'm going with my whole family to that game we live in new boston so that's sort of our our home well, again school so i expect i expect, expect updates updates i'll get um to you. a big D- d3
0: game i think uh laconia hillsborough daring hopkinton
1: yeah
0: um it was a big also game last saturday
1: year. afternoon yeah it's a one-point game i think wasn't it wasn't it fourteen thirteen or something it, might it, was close, it was close. Yeah. <laughs> no, a no, don't ago. look it, up, but it was I, I can't remember yesterday. Yeah.
0: Uh, I got it right here, though. I can look it up in a second or two. 20 to 14. Yeah, Hill- so it was a one-score one, one score game. So, yeah, yeah so you'll yeah. have
1: Laconia come into, uh, speaking of quaint, uh, venues you'll have i might you know i might
0: stop in the library beforehand and maybe check out a book or two (laughs) if i head up to that game (laughs)
1: hey it's kind of a cool little place it's it's different i
0: haven't been there for football i've only been there for lacrosse uh and i'll tell you i had the hardest time actually believing like i found it okay yeah then i was you know it was one of those that's like you get to the entrance and it's kind of like am i
1: Am I supposed to be driving? Right, right, here or can I, can I can,
0: yeah. Like, the, the, this gate looks like it might be closed by
1: the time I come back. I will tell you this much. When I was there last year, they brought a food truck in. Okay. They, it was legit. They had burgers and stuff. I mean, it was really good. The it score- wasn't just like yeah. Johnny flipping burgers. They have, a, they have a
0: pretty decent scoreboard, though. The scoreboard works, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, it wasn't bad. All right. Good to know.
1: And you can hear everything. <laughs> you stand oh, by. Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah, you can yeah. hear everything. Yeah. So
0: that's kind of fun. I think I saw a double rainbow there that day too. The one lacrosse game I I we'll went see. to up there, so it must be a special place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, <we're>, uh, <laughs> or on that note, I think that's probably yeah. a good time to wrap up uh, things. Any final thoughts or anything we didn't mention this week that deserves mentioning? Oh, probably
1: three or four <laughs> things at least. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. but no, hey, week one, we're gonna find out a lot, right? I mean, we've been asking a lot of questions. Here comes some of the answers. I it'll hope be, so. It'll be yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah.
0: Well, He is Mike Lockman. Mike, thanks again for stopping by and joining me this week. Absolutely. I am Joe Marcellina. We'll talk to you next week.